be seated this morning. Such a good place to be today uh, in church, amen? Uh, Whether you're joining us online or you're here with us in the room, we're just so glad that you are here. And we're thankful to God that he is God and in his mysterious and miraculous ways, um, he moves whether we're here, if nothing else, all these health restrictions and everything else have taught me that, have reminded me that, that God is, is God. He's everywhere. He can be everywhere. He can be where we are. He can be at home when we're watching the, the, the service and participating that way, or when we're in the room and he's created that lovely longing for his presence and to be together in community. It's just, it's just good. God is good. And um, we're thankful to that. You know we're speaking about values here at Faith City Church, and we have been for the last number of weeks. Um, And today, uh, we're going to be talking about the value of learning. Always learning is uh, is how we frame this value. We've talked about our vision and mission uh, earlier on in the fall, um, just getting our church sort of geared up for what God has next for us. And we know and recognize that the Lord's vision for the church, so all the church, all the body of Christ, is to see souls saved, right? Amen? See people come into the kingdom of God and to see us going out and making disciples just as the Bible instructs us to do. But then we recognize that you and I were different, right? Different people, enjoy different food, have different skills, all that kind of stuff. We're unique by design. God created us with unique interests, unique skills, Unique knowledge of the things that we want to chase and learn. We have different interests. And because of that, we can then connect and reach those who overlap and intermingle with our lives. Sometimes that's around interest. Sometimes it's around family. But it's unique to us. And because it's unique to us, there are some good things that God sows into our life to make us who we are. It's like that for us as individuals. But then it's like that for us as a church family. So that's why Faith City Church might be different than the church down the street, might be different than our friends at Deep Water or our friends at New Horizons, but we love them all. We all serve the same Christ, amen? We all have the same core beliefs, but we have values that might be slightly different because we're different. We're different people. You can almost think about it that way. If the church was a person as an organism, we're different. But we've got some core characteristics that are the same. And so I've said the last couple of weeks, uh, Glenn's mentioned it as well, come the new year in around February, we're going to have a series on our core biblical beliefs. And that's where we'll start to talk about the things that unite us across the body of Christ through the word, through the Bible. But through the fall, we're talking about what makes faith a little bit unique. And the reason we're talking about that is because God, as we've just said, has given us a unique calling. Yes, we're to see people saved and come to know Christ, but how are we going to do that? The way we might do that, the way we engage that call might be a little bit different. And because it's different, we have a different sort of set of values that form the vehicle that we're going to take to get to that destination that God is calling us to. And so that's why this series on values is so important, and I'm so glad that you're here with us to take it in. So we're going to read a little bit of scripture, as is what we do at the front end of my messages. The first one is uh, from Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 5, and it says this, Let the wise hear and increase in learning. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Fools despise wisdom and instruction, increase in learning. 
the word tells us. And then we're going to flip over to Proverbs 15. Proverbs 15. Actually, sorry, Proverbs 18, verse 15. Proverbs 18, verse 15, it says, An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. An intelligent heart acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. A couple of those verses help to form the basis of this value we're talking about today. And the last one I want to highlight there is 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we'll read a little bit more from there. 2 Timothy 3, we thank God for the word, scripture brings life to us. So it says this, but understand this, that in the last days there will be, there will come times of difficulty. So just sidebar, in case you thought this was all like fun and games, you know, serving Jesus, it gets hard sometimes. So we're not peddling some message here that everything's going to be fine. Just come to know Jesus and your bank account will be full and you'll never get sick and blah, blah, blah. No, like there's going to be difficulty. The Bible promises it right here. But Jesus is with us. For for it says there, there, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self. Goes on to list a number of, you know, sins, I guess we could say, things that we do that are not the greatest. Lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents. So listen to your mom and dad, everybody. Ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, Without self-control, brutal, not loving, good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power or denying its empowerment, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that we heard about last week, not living a life that requires that to be evident in our lives, denying its power. Avoid such people. Don't hang out with them. If you don't hang out with me after the service, I'll understand why. So then verse 7, and this is the one that I really want to highlight. It says this, these people are always learning, but never able to arrive at knowledge. Always learning, but never able to arrive at knowledge. Our value for today, it's up on the screen here. It says this. Jesus taught and the disciples learned and then they taught and others learned. There is no way to lead in God's kingdom without learning. We strive as a church here at Faith City to be a learning church with sound biblical teaching that embraces trying and failing as part of progress. That embraces trying and failing as part of progress. So the question today is, have you failed lately? Will you pray with me? Lord, we thank you. Uh, that your word brings life. Uh, We do, God. And we thank you that you've given us the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said it's to our advantage that he would go and the Spirit would come because he illuminates this word to us, helps us to understand it, encourages us from it. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this room. You're already here. Help us to be aware of your presence and to hear what you're saying to us today. God, I want to learn from you today. I know these amazing people do. We want to leave this place changed more like your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. So always learning. We want to embrace trying and failing as part of progress. I have failed a lot in my life. I don't know about you, but I've failed lots and lots. And I was thinking about this message and thinking about failing, and I was thinking about piano. (laughs) Has anybody taken piano lessons in the room? Come on, hands up. And now who liked their piano lessons? Oh, there's a few hands, a few hands, a few hands. It's great. I, 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 you know, now maybe in retrospect, like them a little bit, but man, I did not enjoy them when I was a kid. 
And uh, lots of piano lessons. I took year one of piano. Year two, failed. Didn't get grade one, grade three. I, went, I mean, went for the third year. Didn't get grade one. Went for the fourth year. Still didn't pass the grade one exam. And would you believe it? You know, I, I was tenacious because I was there for 12 years. This is not exaggeration. You know how we talk about preachers kind of exaggerate a little? Curtis, there's no exaggeration today. There's no hyperbole. 12 years of piano, and I got grade zero. Grade zero. Mom and dad, they were so good, and they paid all this money for piano lessons. I came up with grade nothing. Big old nothing burger. Nothing. And you can wonder, well, how did your parents keep you in these lessons for 12 years? Well, I was a good faker. I would fail and fail, but they didn't know it because the recital time would come around and I'd find some excuse to not play in the recital, somehow weasel my way out of the recital. So they never knew that I really wasn't learning all that much. I'd learn my C scale. They didn't know if I was playing in D or E flat or what key. I'd just go down there and play the C scale over and over and over again and just make up these, you know, just go down and play. Did you practice piano? And my God bless my parents. They worked so hard like so many of you do. And so you don't always have time to check up on your kids. I'm starting to understand that, you know? You don't always know. So you're like, so did you, you know, did you play the piano today? Did you practice? I could honestly answer, yes, I practiced. I practiced my C scale over and over and over again for a half an hour, but 12 years and didn't learn much. And you see, Second Timothy, Paul is talking to Timothy, and they are in a discipleship relationship. It's important to remember that, that context, because discipleship is so critically important. And what is discipleship but teaching? And so Paul is saying to Timothy, listen, you know what? There's people that will always learn but not arrive at knowledge. Always learn but not arrive at knowledge. Like Just like me on the piano. I'm learning, I'm learning, I'm learning that C scale, learning it over and over again, learning a few other things, not much, but I'm never arriving at the place of knowledge and how to play the piano for 12 years. And I believe there's some of us in the body of Christ, myself included, because we always progress in God, right? There's always something more to know in Him. And we will learn and learn and learn, but we don't arrive. Or if we've arrived once at a little bit of knowledge, that's where we stop. We're like, I know it all. I'm good. I'm good. I've experienced Jesus as Savior. And I'm just going to stop and camp out here when God has so much more for you and I to know and to learn. We've seen his faithfulness and arrived at the knowledge of God's faithfulness in a small measure or one time or experienced his grace in one way. And then we camp out on that knowledge. And that's where we stay when God has so much more for us. Always learning, never arriving. But today we want to be people that arrive at the fullness of the knowledge that God wants us to have so that we can do all that he's called us to do as a church family and as individuals. Because this church, hello, it's made up of you and me. All of us together, right? All of us together make Faith City Church. Those who are online joining us today, those who are here in the first service, those who might not be here today at all, but we'll see later this week, wherever you are and you're a part of this church, it's because of you that this church exists. And when we all come together bringing our unique design, then Faith City Church becomes the unique church God has called it to be. But we're all learning. And we need to arrive at this place of knowledge. And so we come to understand that if we're going to be people that learn, we then only can be people that lead in the kingdom, right? Just like that value says, if we want to be leading in God's kingdom. We have to embrace learning. And we see that in Christ's life. It's so evident. You look at Luke chapter 10, it says this in Luke 10. I'm going old school today with this nice Bible. 
And if you're wondering why, it's not because I'm trying to be super cool or, um, you know, hipster. Is it hipster to have a nice leather Bible? Is that now become the cool thing? Um, it's because technology did not work for me this morning. And so Luke chapter 10. And what I'm learning this morning is all those pastors that used to have one-liners when they were flipping to the scripture and their Bible, now I know why they had them. They would tell some funny story. And uh, that's how it goes. Luke 10, it says this. It's the story of Mary and Martha. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken from her. I've heard this passage preached many times, and rightly preached, well preached. Um, And the message has often been about busyness and being anxious and being troubled or distracted with things when Jesus is right here. And we can enjoy his presence and we can sit at his feet and understand things. And that's a great message and it's an important one. It's just not today's message. Because there's something else happening in this passage that sometimes goes unnoticed. And it's this idea of teaching and learning. You notice the Bible, this translation, the ESV says, Martha was distracted by much serving. Mary, her sister, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. In this time in the Bible, in this historical context, all of the students looked fairly similar. All of the students were of one gender. All of the students were male. And what you have here, what you have happening here in the scripture again, if we're willing to see it and willing to hear it, is that Jesus is demonstrating his EDI, equity, diversity, and inclusion. Jesus is saying, everybody come and be a part of what you can be a part of in the kingdom of God, which is it all. You don't have to be on the outside. You can experience equity. You can experience, even in your diversity and your uniqueness, you still have a place. I am including you. And Jesus is saying, Martha, you might not get it. You might not be ready for it. You might not be willing to embrace it yet, but your sister Mary has, and I'm not taking it away from her. She can be a student at my feet. I'm not, I'm not making a dig at EDI. In fact, I'm celebrating it, saying it starts with the gospel. Jesus is all about inclusion. He's about equity. He is about everybody having a chance. And so he's saying here to Martha, and he's saying to us today, you have an opportunity to learn. Talk about breaking down barriers. And also talk about Mary's attitude, that she would actually sit there and do that. Imagine the pressure she must have been under to get into the kitchen or whatever the role was at the time. Martha talks about serving. I assume it was that. Hospitality, go and do those things and serve these other students. In that time, you had to be a male to be a student. Jesus was known as teacher, rabbi. You hear it all through the gospels, rabbi. He was a teacher. And so what were the disciples there to do but learn? If you want to lead in the kingdom of God, and we know leading in the kingdom of God is all about serving. If you want to serve and lead in God's kingdom, you cannot do it without learning. And if you want to learn, you cannot learn without failing. You can't learn 
without failing. We're going to look at Peter's life a little bit today. And so we're going to go to Matthew chapter 14. I think Glenn and I both used this passage of Scripture in recent weeks. And the fact that we both used it a few times, and I'm using it again today, just demonstrates to you again the power of the Word. There is so much happening in the Bible. And to unpack it all in a half an hour someday in a message just doesn't happen. So I love the fact that we're revisiting the Scripture. But this is where Peter walks in the water. It says this. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat. They were just had this amazing evangelistic outreach, and 5,000 were fed. And now he's saying, okay, time to go, boys. Get into the boat. So they immediately hop into the boat, and they went before him to the other side of this lake while he dismissed the crowds. And after he dismissed the crowds, he went up to a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. Happy Halloween. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter, you got to just love Peter. Peter said, all right, Lord, if it's you, if command me to come out there onto the water. And Jesus said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Then when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, You truly are the Son of God. You can't lead without learning. You can't learn without failing. You see, I often hear this passage preached, and it's preached all about about failure, about doubting, right? Have you heard those messages before? And they're totally fair messages, fair interpretations of this passage. Peter gets out there, and then he gets scared, and he starts to sink in the water. And Jesus says, oh, you a little faith, a bit of a rebuke. But we have to look at the whole story, and we have to see and acknowledge that Peter stepped out of the boat, When everybody else was in there, and he was almost throwing down a challenge to God. I think God likes those kinds of challenges. You know what? Lord, if it's you, tell me to come. Because then I'll know it's you. Because then I can get out of the water, and you're going to work a miracle. And that's exactly what happens. And then his doubts overwhelm him. He sees the storm. He sees him, whatever. And then he gets scared, and he starts to sink. But he got out of the boat. Though he failed. Why am I shouting? Though he failed. Though he failed. In his doubts, he still learned something. Right? Just think about that for a minute. He got out of the boat, and he still learned something. He learned about Jesus. He learned that much more. Imagine how much more his faith was reinforced that Jesus is. He says it himself. If you are God, if you are really Jesus, tell me to come to you. So he goes, and he can walk on the water. He learned something about Christ, and then he started to sink. He learned something about himself. He learned maybe the extent to which he had faith. Maybe he learned a little bit about something inside of him. When we step out in faith before God, we will learn about his faithfulness, but we will also learn about ourselves. It's so critical to our spiritual formation. Failing. We can't learn without failing. You see, Peter failed here a little bit. And we have such, uh, I believe, negative understanding or connotation to that word failure When failure is actually just about learning. How can you learn without failing? It's impossible. 
Think of me even playing the piano, all right? Maybe you can relate to that example, or maybe there's another example of learning in your life. I'm sitting there doing those scales. I got the C scale down. My mom's none the wiser. But if I try and do that E flat scale, man, I'm making lots of mistakes. But if I keep practicing it, over time, those mistakes subside, and I begin to learn. I begin to gain knowledge, like the man of wisdom says in the Proverbs. Learning and gaining knowledge, like Paul talked about. Not just learning, but arriving at some place. Arriving at knowledge. You cannot learn without failing. Do you remember the pre-tests in school? I don't think they do them anymore. But pre-tests in school, you do the spelling test. Come on, you guys, you know what I'm talking about. You go in, your teacher says, okay, spell this. You know how to spell it. Spell griddle, spell riddle, spell whatever you want. You spell all these words, and then you get it back, you mark it, and you see, oh man, I got like six out of ten wrong. If it was mine, I got like nine out of ten wrong. And then you go home, and what do you do? You practice, and you learn those words, and you memorize those words, and then you go and you do the real test. There was a disparity there, though. You do the real test. Hopefully, you get eight or nine. If you're me, you get six, and you're happy with that. But there's a disparity there between the pre-test and the final test. And in that season in between, you have learned something. But you learned because you failed. You tried that first test, and you didn't do great at it. Then you went home, and you worked on the words, and you got some of them right and some of them wrong. And you got better at it as you failed more. You got better at it. And what you did was actually what we call in the business world failing fast. You see, entrepreneurs in the room will know about this. You, you, you get talking about doing new business ideas and launching new products. And there's a concept of failing fast. And what that means is get on it quick, maybe release it to a small market, figure it out. And if you're going to fail at it, fail fast so you can learn and then go launch out into a larger market, having an understanding of what will work. But somehow in the culture of the church, I don't know, we just have come against this thing of failure and we sometimes look at it as this negative thing. And I believe it's a lie of the enemy that wants to keep us from realizing our full potential in God. Because if we are all hung up on failing, we just get to the place where we're safe. We sit inside the boat like those other disciples. It's safe in here. I know Jesus is out there. I'll let the Peters of the world step out of the boat, but I'm just going to stay right here where it's safe and I'm okay because I don't want to fail. I don't want to go through the pain of it. I don't want to go through the embarrassment of it. I don't want to, and if we live our lives that way, we will come to the other side full of regrets, having not tried. We cannot learn without failing. And we cannot fail without trying. Peter learned something in that boat. If you flip over a couple of pages or you scroll down on your phone, you come to Matthew chapter 16. And Jesus says this, or it says this here, and Jesus does do some talking. It says this, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of God is? And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Yeah, yeah, he said, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, the one who just sunk in the boat in the water out there, the one who just got rebuked by Jesus saying, oh, you have little faith. Simon says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hasn't revealed it to you. And Jesus goes on to say, upon you, I'm going to build my church. Peter failed, but he learned something. I choose to believe 
That in those moments of the boat, I think it demonstrates Peter's character that he learned something of Jesus that night. And then when Jesus asked this question, everybody else was silent, just like they were stuck in the boat. They didn't have the answer, but Peter did. He stepped out in faith again, saying, no, no, you know what? You are Jesus the Christ. It demonstrates something for us, how we're meant to learn as disciples of Jesus again and again. This isn't one-time learning. We come in, we see God's faithfulness, we go out, we do something for him. He helps us, we come back in, like Len preached last week, and we get empowered. Why do we need to be empowered? Because the world is testing us all the time. The people we want to love into the kingdom or the things God has called you to are testing you and they make you weary and you've used your faith all week long. Then you come in, you get empowered, you feel good, God has filled me up, and you go out and do it all again. What's being demonstrated here is the cycle of learning for us in discipleship. You can't lead without learning. We can't learn without failing. And we can't fail without being willing to try as Peter was willing to try here. If at first you don't succeed, just stop. Right? That's how it goes. If at first you don't succeed, just don't, don't try again. Just give up. Isn't that, that's how the saying goes, right, Glenn? Come on. Nah, if, you don't first, if at first you don't succeed, Come on, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. You see, today here at Faith City Church in Halifax, God is whispering to some of you and some of you watching online at home from wherever and what time you are watching. God is challenging you today. Try again. If at first you didn't succeed in the kingdom, if at first you didn't succeed following me the best to the best of your ability, try again. If it didn't work out the first time, try again. If you've got dreams buried deep down in your soul, but there's so much pain associated with them. Try again. Maybe it's the words of someone in your family that ring too loudly in your ears saying, you know what? You're not going to make it. You need to do this or that. Paul, you need to be a doctor. I am not. You need to thank the Lord. I am not your doctor. You need to be this. You need to be a lawyer. You need to succeed. My mom and dad are amazing. I love them. And they were immigrants and they came to this country and their, their concern for my brother and I is that we would make it in the world, be able to pay our bills and do okay. And from that, they encouraged us to study and do certain things. The pressure to do certain things, though, was so hard to overcome at times. They didn't mean for that. And the Lord helped me with that. But the words of your family might be ringing in your ears so loudly. And yet God has a plan for you. And yet you're afraid to try. And today we understand. I'm not up here yelling at you that you're wrong and bad. No, no, no. I'm speaking from experience today. It hurts. It is hard. But let's look at the life of Peter. He tried. He tried and he tried again. Peter. We read a couple of good stories about Peter. Then you got the story where he cuts off someone's ear. You remember that one? You get the story where he, he's, he wants to build a temple to worship the prophets when Jesus has been transfigured on the mountain. Jesus says, no. In fact, Jesus calls him, not really, but kind of calls him Satan at one point. Get behind me, Satan. You remember that? Peter's rebuked. And then the one that sticks out in all our minds, Peter, before the night's over, you're going to deny me. Peter, I need to wash your feet. You're not going to wash my feet, Lord. Not going to happen. Then you have no part in me. But he tried and he tried, and he tried. Again, you can't learn without failing. You can't fail 
without trying. And then we find Peter in Acts 2, just as the band comes back and we begin to land this plane and take some time to worship. Then we come to Acts 2, where Peter and the disciples are praying, and that empowerment that Glenn talked about last week comes. And then Peter tries again. And he preaches to a big crowd, and 3,000 people are added to the kingdom of God, and the church is born because one messed up guy that couldn't get it right all the time kept on trying. Kept on trying. And this morning, Faith City Church, that is the call of the Lord to you and I today. It's just to keep on trying. And he will be faithful to empower us. He will be faithful to love us. He'll be faithful to give us all that we need if we just have that willingness to be learners. Have that willingness to fail. Have that willingness to try. He's here with us today. Paul talking to Peter. Sorry, Paul talking to Timothy saying, Don't be like the people that are always learning, but never arriving at knowledge. Would you stand with me this morning? Just as the team begins to play, I just want to invite you to to take a moment to contemplate and to think on what you've heard this morning. Just eyes closed, if you will, if you're okay to do that. And just to give each other privacy this morning and the opportunity just to let the parade of busyness go by. Even at home, you might have the kids in the room and might be noise. I just encourage you to still yourself for a moment. Not so I can speak to you, but so that you can hear from the Holy Spirit. What is it that he is speaking to you about today? What is it that he is wanting to touch in your heart and life and change? talked about a lot of things in the context of learning. We've talked about dreams. We've talked about pain. We've talked about failure. Maybe today you're carrying in with you burdens of failure. We sang about it earlier this morning. Failure's not final in the Father's house. You're in a safe place today. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to have the posture of a learner just like Peter showing up the next day he was there he denied Christ even maybe today this morning you say yeah but Paul you don't know what I'm carrying in here with me Peter denied Jesus Christ himself and the Lord still had an outstretched hand towards Peter still used him I don't know what the Lord is speaking to you about today what's he saying to you this morning Just as we worship here for a few moments, I want you to hear the Lord, hear his words to you. We'll come back and pray together in just a moment.